If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, I am Randy Andrews, and today I'll be presenting a special interview with Rolf Kent, the composer of the movie Downsizing, appearing in theaters today. We will talk about his career in composing, how he goes through his process, and what future projects he even has done. It's all that and more today on Soundtrack Alley. Today I'm presenting my interview with Rolf Kent, the composer for the movie da- known as Downsizing. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Hello, I'm Randy Andrews, and I'm here with Rolf Kent. Rolf, it's good to have you on my show. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Yeah. Uh, how did you start into the composing world? It's something I always uh, wanted to do. I think as a... Um, uh, as a small child, I, I was I, I come from a non-musical family, so no one played music. Uh, everyone was uh, thought they were science-based, and um, uh, and I was I, I grew up as the, the the lone artist in the family. And um, uh, but at the age of five, I saw uh, a band. Um, the, I saw the the orchestra pit, if you can call it that, at a local theatre. Had just piano, bass, and drums, and I was mesmerised. So uh, I, I wanted to play music ever after that, and and um, but yeah, I was terrible at practicing. So I um, but I loved the ideas. Mm-hmm. So I gravitated towards composing, and um, so it was it. Uh, I think it was already always in me to, to that desire. That's really good. Um, so did you go to a special school uh, for composing, or where did you end up? Oh no! I, I I actually didn't study um, music formally. I um, I just always played, always wrote, and um, and was always in bands. Generally terrible bands. Sometimes quite funny bands, but te- but, but terrible. And um, and um, but but at the age of about twelve, started realizing that the, the associations you had with film music 
were you or you had instant associations so you know how that that sort of idea of our song you know you you look back at a certain song and it brings back a certain memory mm-hmm. and yet with a, an original piece of film music you have an you have an immediate memory because you've saw the film and it brings back images of the film so at around the age of 12 i i was think i it dawned on me that that was great music to write to write music for films and and, and on top of which i i you know just I got into musical theatre and I and and movie scores and this idea of writing music for something made the most sense. That was very exciting to me. So from the age of about twelve, I wanted to do that. So it was always a dream, but I had no idea how to achieve that dream. But I I longed to do it, and you know John Barry was a big hero of mine. Um, I, he he was a mysterious character. I didn't know what he looked like or anything, but. He did the music to Out of Africa and the James Bond films, mm-hmm. and um, it had such a sort of character and charisma that music. And um, so I, I, I really didn't know how to get into it, other than be in a band and be successful enough to become like um, uh, like in the Police, like Stuart Copeland became a, uh, a film score mu- uh, composer, having been very successful in the Police. I thought, well, that's the model to follow, but it clearly didn't work because I was never in a good band. <laughs> but um, I, I simply sort of, uh, I started, I just worked at the, my way up from the bottom and uh, did in, sort of industrial videos needed music. And then students needed short music for their short films. And I just sort of worked my way up. That's really fantastic. So what inspiration have you found to use in many of your film scores? Well, the, the inspiration, I mean, partly, you, you know, the, the gift is the film. The film provides inspiration, and it's the combination of the film and the discussion with the director, because the film is not complete, obviously. It, uh, it, it doesn't have music, and so um, quite often it's a discussion with the director that generates the thing that's, that needs to happen, and that's inspiring. So it's not like you have a completely blank page, uh, you always have you know, a, a, an awareness that something needs to happen. You know, this scene needs to be exciting in, a, in an airy and fizzy kind of way, or this scene needs to be dramatic in a dark and malevolent and brooding kind of way. And that is, uh, that's inspiring. Apart from that, you know, I find, I've always found audio uh, exciting. I mean, the, from, from radio plays and the way they create the sort of textures and backgrounds and ambiences, in radio to uh, to movie scores to uh, you know to uh, all sorts of things. So uh, I will you know I'll hear the street the the bus brakes screeching and and to me that's a, an interesting musical sound and maybe I can sample it and use it in some way. So I find inspiration all over the place. That's really fantastic. I I really like your process of how you can find a piece of music and say, all right, this is, this is helping me uh, influence my scoring. Um, so do you have, say, a favorite director that you like to work with? Um, well, I, I, I get, I am very lucky. I work with about five or six directors who keep coming back to me and they are absolutely all favorite directors because you know because there's that rapport there's that friendship and that understanding um and that sort of sympathy and support so um you know it's 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 you you every time you write a new piece of music there's uh 
you're, you're showing something of yourself and you, you don't want that sort of shot down too quickly. You don't want to be, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a slightly vulnerable position to be in. So um, when you have that nice rapport, that friendship with the director, that um, is very helpful because you, you feel safe in that relationship and you, you acknowledge that you can make mistakes but, um, and you can, you can go down wrong roads. But uh, but you'll stick with e with each other and make it right and um, and get there in the end. So um, you know the directors I tend to work with are people like Mark Waters and uh, Alexander Payne and Richard Shepard, and um, uh, they are absolutely all favourites. And and Jason Reitman, of course, um, has been a terrific director to work for. Mm -hmm. So. Um, um, so yeah, they, uh, uh, in terms of a favorite director, I would like to work with. Um, I, I don't know yet. You know, the fact is that um, there are there are lots of people who do inspiring work, um, but you don't know if you're going to have a good friendship with them. So you you know, it's best to wait and see. Some some directors may do terrific work, but if you don't really gel, then that's not really a good relationship to get into. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. So. Here's a tough question for you. Who is your favorite composer this week? Um, yeah, well, I, I, it's the funny thing is, and I'm not alone in this um, as composers. <laughs> I, don't, I know. I don't read. I don't really listen to music that much okay. um, because you know it takes over all my working life. Mm -hmm. So. Um, sometimes I need to let those uh, neurons relax and and not be um, fired up by music all the time. Um, a, a, a constant favorite of mine is Thomas Newman. Um, I just find him so fresh and um, uh, I find him inspiring. That's, that's really good um, because I've asked that question several times to different composers and they each come up with a different answer. And... It's a, it is a tough question because um, I can understand that if you're a composer, your world is composing. So when you step away from that world, you have to pretty much shut it off so that way you can concentrate on life. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, well, what I would say about Thomas is that um, when I listen to his stuff, it it, it actually shows me a completely different way of handling a problem than I have uh, would have come up with. And I find that uh, very energizing. That's really good. So if you had a dream job of composing for a major production from the past or even the present, what would it be and why? Um, let's see. I would have loved to have done... Uh, I, um, Marvin, Marvin Hamlish did a Bond film. I would have loved to have done that Bond film because it was it was the first one that John Barry hadn't done in a while, and it would have been very interesting to do, um, you know, to follow in his footsteps. Um, so I suppose that would have been interesting. Um, outside of that, the, the the problem is when you listen, when you think of the great films that uh, you just go, oh, wouldn't it have been wonderful to score that. Um, well, actually, in, I suppose in the same spirit, never say never again. One of the things that really seemed lacking in that film is it didn't have the sort of John Barry flavour. Mm -hmm. And um, 
so that would have been one where, admittedly, I wouldn't be writing as myself. I'd be writing to sort of trying to emulate um, that the, the you know the great man, the governor. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I think that would have uh, been good for that film. Oh yeah, that's that's a unique uh, look on that. So with your new new film coming out called Downsizing, uh, did you have any influence to help you with creating a uh, score for this like comedy kind of sci-fi action, not really action movie, but sci-fi thinking piece? That's kind of a comedy. <laughs> It's yeah no it's it's hard to say what it is um, because it, it definitely has a light touch at, at times um, the the uh, the tag sci-fi is a very tricky fit isn't it because mm-hmm. it's not so you can't, really can't say sci-fi action it's 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 science fiction in that it, it it imagines a technology that doesn't exist but that's really it the the um, uh, so your question is really what in uh, what references did i have or what inspired me yeah what kind of influenced you to say create the sound for um downsizing oh well that was very much based on discussions with alexander um the the film uh needed to be let's see i'm trying to think of what you know what our actual discussions were around the um, Alexander wanted it to be beautiful and and classical and not feel like a film film score, and I of course um, always want to tell the story as best I can, you know, to to help in telling the story. Oh yeah, as as best I can, um, while still bringing um, some um, personality, some character to this to the music, and. Uh, eventually, what I ended up using as a, a sort of point of orientation is a sort of Stanley Kubrickian approach of um, what is it like to put, what would it be like to put a classical piece of music against this picture, rather than a piece of music, you know, rather than to score it, how would it feel if it had classical music against it, and then write that classical music. Unlike Stanley Kubrick, who would find it, um, I, you know, I was in. I was given the job to create music, and um, so so that's what ended up being the sort of philosophy of it was, you know. And, and when you look at the images, some of them are very uh, um, look very Kubrick to me. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a certain sort of approach to the camera work and the composition that feels um, very 2001 to me. And um, so the idea of doing something interesting in juxtaposition against that. Um, was was a great. It seemed to me a great idea. The um, I think when I think of two thousand and one, you get this interesting sense of separation between eras. That you're listening to a Strauss waltz, which is from what is that from? The late eighteen hundreds, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And um, and you're and you're looking at an image set. Um, at least a hundred years, uh, or you know, one hundred and fifty years in the future, and and so in a way, we're doing the same again. Um, admittedly, the, the the world we're looking at looks very much like our own world, but it has this technology, has this science fiction uh, element to it, and so to juxtapose that world of you know modern te- future technology with a very classical sound creates an interesting separation between the classic and the futuristic. 
And um, so I think that may be one of the qualities that sort of uh, made it make sense. And, and, and I think in both cases, it's also about representing the humanity uh, in uh, a new environment. And um, humanity is very important to me. And, and quite often when I'm writing a theme, I will be thinking not so much about saying anything specific, but actually just representing something very human, you know, the, the fragility and the, the, you know, the, the fact that there's a heart beating inside a person. You know, it, it occurred on About Schmidt, which was another Alexander mm -hmm. Payne film, that I struggled to find a theme for the main character for a while because I didn't like him. And then I thought, um, what about his humanity? And then when I started writing about from that perspective, I found a theme which was actually very sympathetic, but uh, but didn't really say anything one way or another. It just said, look, there's a there's a human being here, mm -hmm. um, fallible, making mistakes, and I think that's that's something that um, I really embrace is um, putting humanity and a, a sort of very human um, energy into music. Well, I really appreciate that. When thinking about the different scores that you've done, uh, it, I was, you know, really impressed that you had done About Schmidt, you had done Kate and Leopold, and my wife was very excited that you had done Kate and Leopold. <laughs> and okay. uh, she, uh, she's a wonderful fan of that movie, and uh, she loves the music in it. And she's, she's oh, very... very glad. Huh? I, I, I'm very glad. I, I really enjoyed working on that film, and I still think it's it's a, it's a decent piece of work, actually. Yeah, and it has a very classic feel to it, which is great um, for composing. Uh, so, another question I have for you. Do you think it's easier to compose for a small orchestra or a large one? Um... Oh, for composing, it makes no difference. It's, oh, okay. In fact, it's probably, it's probably no, that, that's not true. It's, it's harder with a small orchestra. Okay. And can you give me a reason why or explain that? Uh, yeah, because, you know, all, <laughs> lots of things are, lots of things are, are um, lots of rough edges disappear in a large orchestra. And um, everything is much more exposed and, and uh, in, in a small group. So you can really hear the arrangement in, in crystal clarity if it's just if you're just using a small string orchestra for example then you hear everything if you've got uh, a full sort of 65 or or 75 piece orchestra um, then the, the, the there's so much energy whirling around in the room that the details don't matter so much and you can have the, you know you can have your little flute flourishes of and you know you're brass and your percussion sort of doing strange things and it, it just sort of uh, it all sort of blends very easily with mm -hmm. a, I mean that you know it's it's there's a reason that a full orchestra exists a hundred a couple of hundred of hundreds of years of using the same kinds of groups have really sort of evolved that shape uh so that it's a very satisfying shape that blends all the sounds very well um whereas when you have a smaller ensemble then the blend uh, is something you actually have to really work at. So, um, yeah, I think the small group is more exposed and therefore um, uh, uh, requires greater concentration. Ah, I see. So uh, my next question for you is, is there a genre of film that you would like 
to compose for? Yes, generally. Okay. Generally, the answer is whatever I haven't, whatever I didn't, the opposite of whatever I just did. Uh-huh. That is, so, um, uh, but uh, more specifically, I would love it. I'd love to do um, an action film that really wanted a thematic score. Um, action films mostly don't. Mostly, mostly nowadays, they keep the, um, the, the, the melody has to stay out of the way. So they don't, they're not very tuneful these uh, contemporary action films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's that um, YouTube video, the Marvel Symphonic Universe. Oh, yeah. It sort of it illustrates the point. Yeah. The, um, the, uh, so, but, but I would love to do um, a full-on action film which required uh, or, and gave, gave room for character and melody in the music. And, um, and also landscape films, um, whenever there's a great breadth of landscape, there's a great opportunity to to um, do something interesting in the music. And so I always like uh, films with landscape. Um, I did do uh, a, a film called Charlie St. Cloud, mm-hmm. which which sort of um, was in that ballpark. It, was, it wasn't particularly a landscape film, but it did have some lovely shots in it and, and, um, and, and great energy. And it absolutely gave me that room, that scope to play with them. Um, some sweeping themes and that kind of thing. So that was great. I always like hearing those type of themes and being able to see part of that type of scoring because it just, it really impresses upon you, say the scope of how vast the landscape is, or, you know, it expands your thoughts on, you know, the music and uh, have you ever done like any documentaries on different things? Uh, I've, I've done a couple. It's been quite a long time since I last did a documentary. The uh, I did one um, called uh, "Down the Spine of Japan," and um, which which actually was not really a landscape. Well, it was a landscape film in some ways, but it was a but it was a it was a TV documentary, so the mm-hmm. score was much smaller. But um, it was one man walking the length of Japan, um, avoiding all the cities. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, it was lovely, and um, and it was a great opportunity to explore Japanese instruments and uh, do some interesting things. Well, that's really good. So, what are you currently working on? Um, right now, I'm working on a, um, uh, a an immersive musical sh- uh, piece of theatre called the um, the Heart of Winter, and I'm. Um, Probably about to start a film, but um, uh, and until I do, I better not talk about it. Oh, I get, uh, I totally understand. Yeah, I, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, because um, you know certain projects you can't talk about, so I totally. Right. I get but that. I am looking for in in early next year. I've got a film coming out. Um, well, I haven't. I wrote some music for a film that's coming out, uh, which is Magic Camp, which is a Disney film. Um, which is absolutely charming. Um, it's uh, it's one of my uh, favorite directors, Mark Waters, and um, it's it's a it's a great film because it's in the spirit of those uh, old school um, Disney films, which were sort of old school Disney family films, um, which are, I, I'm trying to think how to describe it. Maybe I just shouldn't. I just think it's a charming film and. Uh, by the, when I first watched it, by the end, I was nearly in tears. So um, it had an effect on me. And um, it's a beautiful film. That's awesome. And that's, yeah, it comes out, I think, in April. Nice. 
Well, I'll definitely look forward to that. So, Rolf, it has been a real pleasure to be able to interview you. I really enjoyed the conversation and being able to ask you these uh, different questions and really getting into how you do your process. And that's uh, always a joy to be able to share with. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure chatting. Yeah, and I know you're very busy, and I hope the rest of your day goes well, and you can get back to your project. Thank you very much. All right, you have a good day. All right, bye. So with interviewing Rolf Kent for the program, I was able to compile some music that I felt represents not only the movie Downsizing, but also some of his musical, musical career. With Downsizing... The movie stars Matt Damon, and here's the basic plot. When scientists discover how to shrink humans to five inches tall as a solution to overpopulation, Paul, Matt Damon, and his wife Audrey, Kristen Wiig, decide to abandon their stressed lives in order to get small and move to a new downsized community, a choice that triggers life-changing adventures. The film is directed by Alexander Payne, And the movie also stars Christoph Waltz, Neil Patrick Harris, Jason Sudeikis, and Laura Dern. I put together a musical suite for us from the film, and I hope you enjoy it. It includes the main title, The World Amazed, The Downsizing Waltz, Thank You, Special Time, Paul Tends to Knox Needs, and finally, it will be The Aeroplane Home, The Rain. So here it is.
Next, I'd like to present a couple of cues from Kate and Leopold. The first one is called Let's Go. Leopold sees the completed bridge. You did so great, which is Kate's theme. And then back in 1876, the waltz. I hope you enjoy this suite. It really shows off 
Rolf Kent's unique way of presenting different themes. Enjoy!
Sadly, we've come down to another end of Soundtrack Alley. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll close out the show by thanking Rolf Kent for giving me the opportunity to interview him on my show. I'd also like to thank Alexander Shebel for the excellent intro he composed for my show. You can find his work at xanderscores.com. You can find me at soundtrackalley.net, soundtrackalley.podbean.com, Facebook, Twitter at randwanders one Instagram, and other social media sites. You can email me at SoundtrackAlley at Yahoo.com. So the last suite I'll play for you today is from both Legally Blonde movies. Rolf Kent can be very whimsical, and I really enjoy that about his various scores. I hope you enjoyed this last suite, and until next time, happy listening.
Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley, the podcast. I hope you take the time to review my podcast on iTunes or even listen to it on Podbean. With your review, it helps me get noticed on iTunes. Thank you so much. Have a good day.